The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you not, are you not, are you not entertained? From the Pod 617 studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's Are You Not Entertained? Now here's your host, Ed Nathanson. Sop dudes! That's my traditional Boston greeting that I give whenever I speak outside of Massachusetts, just so everyone knows what's up with the Bay State. <laughs> I'm so pumped to be here again today to, to really talk about things that I'm very passionate. This is a special edition of Are You Not Entertained? Because I am going to share with you, the amazing listeners of this podcast, my top five, top five movies of all time. Now, with exactly, exactly. Kids are excited. The kids are pumped and they should be. And the kids are going to learn something today too because I'm they might not even know some of these movies. So what I'm going to talk about here is not the list of movies that's won the most awards or the biggest box office or the most critical darlings cuz I think you've heard me say in the past critics freaking suck as evidenced by my recent trip to see the movie Us which the critics were fawning over sucks. <laughs> terrible terrible movie. But anyways, I don't want to digress that's a, that could be for another podcast at one point. These are my Personal, right? These are sorry, most bogus. (laughs) These are my personal favorite top five movies ever. If they're on, I'm watching. I've I've probably seen each of these in excess of fifty times per. Sometimes even more. I'm also in a special podcast performance going to be giving you my performance of my favorite lines. Wow! From these movies, and as as my friend here, Dave, the producer, who's the man. Well, no, I used to try to act as a kid, and there's a reason I don't do it anymore, because I suck. So I'm not going <laughs> to say these are Brando-esque performances, but they're coming from the soul. Are we overlooking your stand-up career, Ed? Yes, we are, because clearly that didn't work either. We don't, <laughs> we don't talk about that <laughs> no, period of your life. We do not. Okay. We do not. Okay, so my number five, top five movie of all time is Goodfellas. Wow. Yes. Now, Goodfellas might be number one for a lot of people because, let's be honest, it's a fucking awesome movie. It really is the most realistic mob movie maybe ever made. And don't tell me The Godfather. That had a lot more glitz and glam to it. Goodfellas was real and raw. And based on a true story, which The Godfather was not. That's right. Henry Hill, who was also one of my favorite Howard Stern guests over the year. He became a drunk, which... (laughs) I guess was part of the entertainment. That guy, I, I, I never got, and I'm sure he's explained it ad nauseum, but he's, he goes into witness protection and then a few years later shows up on the Howard Stern Show. No big deal. <laughs> hey, yeah, doesn't use a fake name. This is Henry Hill. He's still around, right? I mean, no, he's he still died. alive. He oh, died. did he die? He oh, died a few years sorry. ago. Yes, he'll be he's missed. Dead. He will be missed, but he will live on forever by the portrayal of Ray Liotta mm. in, in Goodfellas. And I got to tell you, this movie has it all. It's got the mob, which is always going to lure me in, right? It's got, it's got betrayal. It's got the reality. It's got the scariness of the mob that you don't really think about. It gives you all the intricacies and little like cultural things about them and how they work and kind of behind the scenes, that whole thing about the restaurant owner 
You know that whole that whole sub story. Yeah, you know, uh, Polly, what am I seeing here? Yeah, yeah, make me a, make me a partner. Yeah, yeah. What? what? Exactly. <laughs> and then he talks about can't pay. Fuck you. You know, right. br- oh, the yeah. restaurant burns down. Fuck you. Pay me. Fuck you, like pay all me. of that is just so great, and you get to yes, and you really get to taste. see. Oh yeah, this the music, everything, and of course Martin Scorsese directing. It's it's a it's a can't miss. And if 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 you're one of the few people in the world who haven't seen this movie, I implore you to now. Here's my line reading, my favorite line of the movie. And it was by Henry Hill talking about the Polly character played by Paul Servino. Mm. Polly may have moved slow, but it was only because Polly didn't have to move for anybody. Mm. Yes. Love it. Yes. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yes. Love All right. Do you agree? Is Goodfellas in your top five? I wouldn't go so far as to put it in my top five but it's got a seat at the banquet table let's let's say that and it is one of those movies that it's definitely a rewatchable you can anytime it's on you're gonna you're gonna be like oh well we're almost up to the scene where tommy gets whacked so i want (laughs) to see that Uh um so many memorable lines and and that's one of them I, i every once in a while i'll say to somebody you know what? He's gone, and there's nothing we could do about it. There's nothing we could right. do about it. Yep. Yeah. And I'm going to smash the telephone 15 times right now, like De Niro. Absol- <laughs> absolutely. And then two of the most deliciously um, tense scenes in movie history. One is the, uh, you know, uh, one am I a clown? Of course. One classic. Of my- no, no, I don't. You, you, you said, I don't know what you mean. What, what am I funny? Like, I'm here to amuse you? And the. The tension that, and then broken by the humor, unbelievable. That I almost fucking had him. <laughs> I almost had him. <laughs> and yeah. then, and then when um, the shine box, yeah, the shine box so, scene, yeah, right? Go get yeah. your fucking shine box. Yeah, and you know those those actors, you know Frank Vincent too, who plays. Oh, the great you know, Frank yeah, Vincent. He um, he's also in. I was just watching Casino the other day, another Scorsese movie. It's still got yeah. him in there. It's got Pesci. It's got De Niro. All of them. So mm-hmm. it's just awesome. One of my favorites. Okay. Yeah. Number four on my top five movies of all time will not be surprising to anyone who knows me because Star Wars has to make a list and an entrance in here. And it is The Empire Strikes Back. Wow. My number four movie of all time. This, in my opinion, is the greatest Star Wars movie ever made. Greatest sci-fi movie ever made. The best things about it is that, A, it doesn't end well for the heroes, which people... You know, often you know think that well, all these movies end in a positive. No, the end of Empire oh. Strikes Back. Han's frozen, going to Jabba the Hutt. Luke loses his hand. You know, they've been betrayed. All of these things. It's just amazing. Yes, the music. Mm. And of course, this is where the bomb was dropped. And I know for kids today or people of younger generations than maybe Dave and myself don't understand that the the I am your father revelation. Was earth shaking. It was that was a spoiler before spoilers for spoilers. Like if you went to the movie and you had seen it, and you knew what happened. Yes. You like swore each other to secrecy. All right, uh, guys. Um, uh, Matt's seeing the uh, movie tomorrow. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and I remember literally waiting in a huge line around General Cinema yeah. in Framingham yeah. to see this movie yeah. outside. Like I, we were all like so excited. This is this is the the reason I love the first Star Wars, but this movie is the reason I fell in love with Star Wars. You said it that it, it doesn't end well. The first movie wrapped up 
with a bow on top. Yes. You know, and th- there's the ceremony. They Luke blows up the Death Star. Getting awards. Get, yeah. Getting the awards <laughs> right, at yeah. the uh-huh. end. You know, uh-huh. t- you know, Chewbacca lets out his primal scream, and it's over, and everybody's happy. Um, everybody wanted a sequel, but a sequel wasn't necessary. It's to this, the movie would have lived on as as, sure. as as a classic. The second one was a cliffhanger. It's like, well, we this can't be it. You know, right. I mean, that the, you know, Luke is sitting there with his new robotic prosthetic hand, and um, and you're wondering what's going to happen next. And he just found out that the worst person in the world is his father. That's right. <laughs> and cut. Yeah, and cut. <laughs> yeah, and right. that's it. Right. So. I'm going to give you my favorite line of this movie. Oh, let's do it. Maybe my favorite line of all of Star Wars. It's when Luke and Vader fight and meet for the first time in the frozen carbonite chamber where they just frozen Han Solo. Let's do it. Let's do it. Here we go. Deepest James uh, Baritone. Impressive. Most impressive. Obi-Wan has taught you well. You have controlled your fear. Now... Release your anger. Only your hatred can destroy me. Yeah? Yes? Outstanding. Outstanding. All right. Again, I'm no James Earl Jones. You pull that line out sometimes in answering the critics of the New England Patriots. That's right. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's so perfect. But I always say impressive. Yeah, right. It just always works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. what, what which yeah. movie was your lack of faith is just that was the first one, right? That's the one, first right? one. Yeah. Your that's, lack of faith is that's just like true. your standard work argument that turns into a force choke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In a work meeting. And not that Darth, <laughs> no, <laughs> not that Darth Vader wasn't Darth Vader, not that Darth Vader wasn't great. In the first movie, but the first movie, he's he's kind of meaner and more curt, and then he becomes more. You kind of get to you kind of get to know Darth Vader a little bit more in, right. the, in the second movie. That's he, right. he talks a lot more. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. All right. Number three on my top five favorite movies of all time, The Natural. Oh. Yes. So I, you know, I, I, I vacillate between, is that a word? Sure it is. Right, back, okay. back and forth. Right, That's okay. what you're doing. I vacillate between The Natural and Field of Dreams because mm. I love both of them. Similar so, themes. Yes. Yep. So, so very much. But I, I just got to give the edge to The Natural for a number of reasons. No one's going to blame you. First, all oh, the music. Oh, my God. This music literally makes the hair on my arms stand up. This I will attest to the yeah, fact that they're yeah, standing. They are. Uh, <laughs> this movie is, is beautiful, first of all. Every single shot is gorgeous and takes yep. you to a time where baseball was life. Yeah, it's a fairy tale. Right. Yeah. It, it is, but it's like it also shows that how important baseball used to be. You know, it's the Roy Hobbs story, a 40-plus-year-old rookie, you know, reclaiming this greatness mm-hmm. that was should have been his and was taken from him. Yeah, it, the, and that's a great theme. The fact that, the, you know, the, t- the twist right off the bat in the movie that this guy is almost 40 and he's going to try to make a comeback, it's, it's something that so many people can relate to, you know? Absolutely. You know, what has he got left? Absolutely. And, yeah. and you know, as much as Roy Hobbs is great and the cast is phenomenal from Glenn Close to Kim Basinger to, to obviously Robert Redford, my hero of this movie is mm-hmm. Pop Fisher, played by Wilford Brimley. Yeah. The shot, I cry. My, my wife always says, you never cried at our child's birth. You never cried at our <laughs> wedding. But the shot, after he hits the home run, of him going around the bases with the lights and the darkness contrasting it, of the reflection in Pop's glasses. Yeah, his glasses, yep. 
oh my god I'm, I'm tearing up even thinking yeah. about it now yeah you know it's just oh my god so brilliant well it was set up so perfectly because so perfectly. his his sidekick there said that uh, i'll do anything i could to get him a penance because he never won a penance That's before right. and then was um reluctant to put roy hobbs in the lineup he thought he was a gimmick an yep. old guy Fate intervenes, and uh, Michael Madsen That's goes right. crashing. death. <laughs> crashing through a wall and dies. By the way, that was debated on... Before we started recording, Ed, I, I mentioned to you that um, Bill Simmons does a great podcast. Bill, Boston's own Bill Simmons on the, the Ringer Network. Does one where he breaks down movies on the natural. One of the sort of uh, nits that they picked, that's what they call the, the segment, is why does he, why does it, why did they have to have him die? Why right. couldn't, couldn't he, he just be just hurt? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I, I defend it because it's like, um, it's a fairy tale. Yes. And, and, and so it wouldn't happen in real life, but you got, you got to um, allow a little bit of that. The movie is actually based, uh, and the book, I, I guess, is actually based on the Odyssey. It's a Greek uh, tragedy. That's right, yes. Yeah. And um, we don't have time to get into all the parallels, but it's 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 great in every way. Yep. So just to, before I get to my line reading from this movie, and there's so mm. many gems, I just also have to say this music we're listening to right now, the classic natural strain, played at ballparks, by the way, still to this day, oh, yeah. all around the country, is by Randy fucking Newman. Amazing. The guy who wrote I Love L.A. Yeah, I don't think I know. <laughs> I know. Wow. Yeah. How John Williams did not get in on this is a mystery because he's in on everything yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. They, they played this real quick. Ed. They played this. I, I was at uh, uh, Big Poppy's last game, which was a, not a good game because the Red Sox lost in the playoffs to the Indians. But everybody waited and waited and waited, and the game was over. The Indians had to clear the field and finish celebrating. And, of course, they bring up Big Poppy, takes a couple steps. There's a sea of reporters and cameramen. And they cue up the theme to the natural and, and just, Perfect. oh, God. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. All right, we're ready for All the right. line. All right, from my line, again, I'm going to go to my favorite character, Pop Fisher. Well, you're better than any player I ever had, and you're the best goddamn hitter I ever saw. Suit up. Love it. Love it. Oh, well done again. Got it. All right. Now, these next two, because we've had certainly classics up to this point, Empire... Goodfellas, The Uh-oh. Natural. What are you setting us up for? The next two are, are going to come out of left field for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I stand by this. These are the two favorite movies of me of all time. Number two is Superman Wait 2. Wait a minute. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Do it again. Ah. Superman 2. Good. <laughs> now, for those of you caught up in the Marvel and DC and all the comic books craze that's happened now, and I love it, by the way. Of course I do. I'm a geek. No movie... And any comic book movie ever will ever match Superman 2. It's a bold statement. Yep, and I stand by it. Mm-hmm. Now, look, the Superman movies with Christopher Reeve had an innocence, a kindness to them, uh, a humor to them that you just don't see that wasn't so cynical like in the yeah. Marvel movies you know, or any of these other things. It was and innocence. There's, there's something nice about the fact that it's not a dark movie. I know a lot of the comic book movies that you like would be considered sort of dark movies. At, at some point along the way, maybe Tim Burton started it. It, it, it. They had to be sort of dark and sinister. Superman was anything like that. Oh. It, was, it was bright and shiny, you know. And it, fun. And fun, exactly. Yes. yes. Fun. Now, why I chose Superman 2 is because Superman as a character, it's hard to give him a good villain. It really just, because he's, in essence, invincible. Mm-hmm. However, here you have three villains who have the same 
powers. The Holy Trinity him. of Evil. Yes. <laughs> Plus, you throw in Gene Hackman's epic, epic performance as Lex Luthor. Ugh. Still my fa- of, uh, still my favorite Lex Luthor. Oh, there's no question. Yeah, yeah. And of course, General Zod, played by Terrence Stamp, is in my opinion <laughs> the greatest movie villain in comic book history. Wow. Yes. His lines, <laughs> kneel before Zod, yep. is still said to this day by people around the world. It means so much. And when the Man of Steel came out and they were doing Zod again, they never said it. And real Superman fans were pissed because you got to say that. Yep, exactly. Okay? So I just love this movie. It's fun. It's it's great. It's warm to the heart. Superman loses his powers to have sex with Lois Lane, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, she's the, not that hot, is she? Well, Am I missing something? <laughs> it, it, history has tainted the memory of Margot Kidder because she went completely nuts. Completely nuts. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> at the time, she was pretty fetching. Yes. But, but right. would you give up superpowers like Superman to do that? Uh, no. That's right. No. Exactly. Um, Kim Basinger in the Batman movie? Eh, maybe. Maybe, but, maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, just a side rant for here for a second Go while ahead. I'm on this. I always wondered, why did he have to give up his superpowers to have sex with her? Is it because his super penis would destroy her? <laughs> <laughs> or, or any human being for that reason? I don't I never. They never explained that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, th- I guess that's right. Um, the, you know, it, it, it's this was a, a time in the civil rights movement where uh, interspecies sex was <laughs> was considered verboten. Right. Maybe that was We've it. We've come a long way know. since then. Yeah, ever since the uh, <laughs> the Citizens of Krypton Equality Act of uh, 1989, that fixed things, of course. But, yeah. uh, so anyways, as I mentioned, General Zod, Terrence Stamp, one of my favorite movie characters ever. I'm going to do a line by him. Oh, good. This is when he lands in planet Houston, if you remember. He didn't right. know it was Earth, right. and they were taking over planet Houston. Well, it's, a, it's our own fucking fault for NASA always just saying, Houston, we have a problem, and just calling Earth, it, they should say Earth. Anyway, go ahead. Right, exactly. <laughs> so here we go. I'm going to get into mood here. <sighs> okay. Okay. I am General Zod, your ruler. Yes, today begins a new order. Your lands, your possessions, your very lives will gladly be given in tribute to me, General Zod. In return for your obedience, you will enjoy my generous protection. In other words, you will be allowed to live. Yes. Yes. All right. If you'll if you'll entertain one footnote, Ed, this yes. this um this here is my favorite scene. I'll kneel before you if it will save lives. It will. Starting with your own. Classic. Classic. That's the President of the United me. States right. talking, by right. the way, kneeling before Zod. Yeah. And he also says before that, he says, he looks at the eagle on the floor, the symbol, and he says, I see you practice worshiping things that fly. <laughs> Good. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. All right. Terrence Stamp, uh, he, he popped up here and there in certain movies. But Young Guns. Young, oh, he was in Young Guns? He was the reason they all went crazy. Oh. The Billy the Kid stuff all started because he was their benefactor, oh. and he got killed. I think he popped up in Time Bandits. I think he was a bad guy in Time Bandits. I don't know why I remember <laughs> I that. love Time yeah, Bandits. Sure. That's a very under... Wow. It is, yeah. Deep cut right there. Oh, yeah, okay. Time all right. And now it's time. My number one movie of all time. Hold on, Ed. Yep. We need the big drum roll for this. 
is... Hit me. The Karate Kid. The original Karate Kid. Not the remake with Will fucking Smith's kid. <laughs> Jesus, what an abomination. <laughs> I didn't even see that. Yeah, you shouldn't. Don't. I won't. All right. But The Karate Kid, in my mind, is the finest film ever made. I, I, I don't think too many people can. I mean, this is your list. My this, list, This yes. isn't the Academy Awards no, no, no. or some highfalutin Mm-mm. whatever. Uh-uh. I like that choice. Ed. Yeah. Yeah. Not uh, surprised. This this movie to me is another one I cry when Miyagi smiles at the camera at the end. Oh mm-hmm. my god, I get all oh, choked yeah. up and it's like, yeah. Uh, when he says, "Mr. Miyagi, we did it." Yeah. And say, "I did." He says, "We did it, Mr. Miyagi. We did." It. That's right, isn't it? He yeah, says, "We yeah, did it." Yeah, we did it. Yeah, yeah. I have this memory of uh, I was having like a rough week in college and I had uh, one of those VCRs that was about you know the size of a suitcase, you know, because that's what they <laughs> and um, and instead of like getting up and go to study on a Sunday morning, I just popped in the karate kid and uh i was probably like half hung over but i was weeping at the end when he says oh. mr miyagi we did it yeah and, and uh, he just smiles that's the movie ends on him smiling yeah right and pride with pride and that's uh, yeah accomplishment. and that's the quintessential pat Morita. i mean he was uh, obviously he embodied he was born to play mr miyagi he was born to be obviously he, he cast that figure he's wise he's he's learned um but so so much pride in him that Daniel, you know, overcame all this crap. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, it. I mean, obviously, I could count the ways. The tournament scene, ridiculous. It's chill city for me. But what really makes this movie are the two main baddies, in my mind. Ralph Macchio was awesome, right? The whole Miyagi relationship, amazing. Allie with an eye, super hot, mm-hmm. right? All of that. But <laughs> Billy Zabka. Ooh. As, Who's, as, who your buddies with? Now. Yes, I've met him a number of times, <laughs> and right. as Johnny Lawrence yeah. is the the epic villain of the world. I mean, it's like him and Vader in my mind is like the top villains, and maybe Zod of all time. Yeah, right. And you, there's actually been things that come out lately that say was was Danielson the real villain? I was going right. to ask you about that. <laughs> right. yeah. It actually makes an interesting case. It does make an interesting yeah. case. Somebody did a YouTube video, right? And yes, and um. Maybe we don't have time to get into the whole thing. But it, you correct me if I'm wrong. The notion of it was if you look carefully in scenes where it looks like Daniel Sun is is defending himself against uh, the Billy Zabka character, he's actually the aggressor in, yes. in a lot of... Well, yeah. all Billy Zabka wanted to do was sit in a stall and smoke a joint, and, right. and he couldn't let him do it. He had to spray him with the hose he and everything. Did. Yeah, He, he wasn't doing anything to him. Troublemaker. <laughs> Okay. Ugh. Yes. All right. So now the music is amazing. The You're the Best Around is one of my favorite songs <laughs> sure. ever. Um, you know, but also people forget the same composer who did Rocky, Bill Conti, did I didn't know that. Did the training music. How about that? And the orchestra music for Karate Kid, which mm-hmm. is also amazing. Um, now I have to end this with my favorite line of the movie, and it's by the evil sensei, John Kreese, who I've also met a couple times. Really nice guy, too. I go to every Comic-Con when those guys are there. I'm there, and I'm waiting in line to meet him. That's how much I love this movie. But the best line of the movie is, is Miyagi and yep. Daniel-san, go to, the, go to the, the dojo, the Cobra Kai dojo. Here it is, yes. yes. And he says, you know, he says, I want to fight at the tournament. You can't bother him anymore. You know, all that, as long as you go to the tournament. So then Kreese says... Go ahead. You're a pushy little bastard, ain't you? But I like that. I like that. All right. No one touches the prima donna until the tournament. Is that understood? <laughs> and then, of course, yes, sensei. Yo, yes, here we go. Go, Daniel, son, go. 
You can do it, Daniel. Right. And one of the people he beats on the Cobra Kai, little little trivia for you here, yep. is Lamar Luttrell from Revenge no of the Nerds. Way. Yes. Well no, well, no wonder Lamar <laughs> lost. I mean, he didn't have a lot of body fat on him. Um, one of the one of the funny side notes to this: anybody who's a fan of the Karate Kid knows that there is one character who um, only has a couple lines, but is unforgettable. And I call him the body bag guy. Yes. You know what I mean? Of course. <laughs> yes. I don't know if that actor ever did anything else. The classic '80s feathered hair down the middle, dude. Too exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. And had he been beaten earlier in the yes. tournament? Okay. Yes. Yeah. But nevertheless, he was so gleeful that that Danielson was not only going to lose, apparently, but get maimed in the process. <laughs> and so he screams out, get him a body bag, yeah! Yep. And <clears throat> I co-opted that to uh, a situation involving Michigan basketball. Back when, when Michigan had the Fab Five, um, you'll recall, of course, yep. that was an A's with Chris Weber and uh, Jalen Rose Jaylen and company. Rose, yeah. yeah. Um, Jimmy there, Jackson. Yeah. yeah <laughs> there was a white dude who never got in the game unless it was a blowout, and he was about the size and shape of the body bag guy. And during when Michigan would be rolling and fast breaking and dunking, and this guy would just be waving a towel and punching his fist in the air, going, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just, I called him the body bag guy because I, I swear he must be going, Get them a body bag. Right. Yeah. It's a perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So there you have it. I'm sure a lot of you disagree with me, but you would be wrong. Those are the top five movies, according to me, of all time. The cinema will never be the same. Never. Hi, everybody. I'm Chami DePerel. Let me take a minute to tell you about the Boston Podcast Network. How would you like your own podcast? The Boston Podcast Network can produce one for you, whether you're a lawyer, financial advisor, business owner, or really any kind of professional, you should have your voice heard through this exciting new medium. A good podcast is more powerful than traditional advertising. If a prospective client hears your podcast through their earbuds, you're already in their head. Literally, pod617.com will help you deliver a message and build relationships. Clients and centers of influence will delight in being a guest on your show. Go to pod617.com to start planning. And in the meantime, listen to the great shows they've already produced. The Irreverent Bitchless Bride podcast, the hilarious show known as Shawshanked, and the wild trip through the paranormal that is Monsterland. Be part of the pod revolution. Visit pod617.com. In pod, we trust. My favorite segment on this show is... George is getting upset. Ed's getting upset. Because I am upset. And I love to bitch and rant about things that piss me off. It's a very cathartic experience for me. And this week, I have something, a topic that ignites a fire in me like very few topics do. And that is fucking Starbucks. (laughs) Oh, my God. I hate Starbucks. Again, if you want to read versions of what I'm talking about, I do blog about this on my my website, redpilltalent.com. But let's just get into it, shall we? I'm going to go through my list of the reasons why I hate Starbucks so very much. But, you know, it's one of those things where I'm going to preface this by saying I'm a man of the people. I'm not an elitist piece of shit, you know, walking around with my lacrosse stick and my Patagonia vests, (laughs) you know, with my finger in my mouth, like Dr. Evil. Yes, let the people understand and feel. Feel me, people. (laughs) is because I think there's a lot of reasons why Starbucks sucks. <laughs> but number one is, you know, as any true masshole would say, I'm Team Dunks all fucking day. 
okay? Dunkin' Donuts, all day for me. Don't tell me about their coffee. We're going to get into that in a second. Or their donuts. That's not the importance of it. America runs on Dunkin'. America runs on Dunkin'. Hell yeah. Okay. Now, let's get into the reasons, okay? So I have a bunch of them here, and I'm just going to go fly through these and give you why I think these things. So first, my number first reason is this whole mocha crappachilio venting with a shot of bite me <laughs> bullshit. What the hell? Rule of thumb for me. If I need to speak a whole fucking other language to order a coffee, I hate you. It's not just one. It's three languages. The, the, the venti and grande, and they're all, di- they're all different fucking languages. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, I'll never say it. You know, I have been forced to go in there because I need coffee and there wasn't a dunks around in certain situations. But you're never going to get me say, I always say large. You're never going to set me say fucking grande or whatever they say to it. <laughs> I'm not Spanish. We're in freaking America. Okay? It's a Ron, if I want a large, it's a go Ron, ahead. It's a Ron Burgundy. Back, exactly. Baxter, you yes. know I don't speak Spanish. Right, right. <laughs> and then I love when the fucking quote-unquote barista, and I'll talk about that in a bit, ask me after Ooh. I say large, do you mean venti or whatever <laughs> bullshit? No, no, no. No, I mean large. As in freaking in charge, and in my annoyance with this bullshit is large. Okay? God. Even talking about that makes me say that. No, no it's the, all the coffees themselves are ridiculous and really flat out freaking pretentious names. Like ice cinnamon almond milk macchiato. Is very, that real? It's real. Oh my God. Yeah. Very berry <laughs> hibiscus refreshers. Yeah. Iced espresso caramel macchiato. You know, you could take that macchiato and shove it up your ass. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> What I love about Duncan's and others is that, you know, any common man shop is that they understand this, this concept. I want a damn coffee and not some linguistic <laughs> co- course in beans from wetlands regions in Brazil versus beans fresh roasted in sparkling manure from grass-fed cows in the Philippines. You can't taste the difference, Ed? No, yeah. I can't. Okay. Jesus Christ. All right, that's it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Field Dave, if you disagree, if your team's Starbucks, no. let me have it. I, I don't mind Starbucks, but... Um, I'm with you so far. All right. I'm going to give you a bell for every salient point you make. All right, good. Well done. Excellent. All right. The next is the name Barista. All right. Mm. Barista? Really? (laughs) Look, I work in recruiting and HR. I understand the importance of job titles. But don't you think this has gone a little too far? You know what it reminds <laughs> you know what it reminds me of in, in Meatballs when Bill Murray is talking about the fancy camp and he says they bring in their own masseuses, not masseurs. Masseuses. <laughs> Rodney, what a great movie, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Uh, can't. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Not just All coffee right. makers. Right. Baristas. Right. Look, I get it. You can make my caramel-infused coffee bean from Mexico with organic orange peels farm from the best socially conscious orange-growing farms in Florida <laughs> really well. But that shouldn't require to me for you anything other than the person who gives me my fucking coffee. (laughs) One of the great many things, again, why Team Dunks over Team Starbucks is the person I give my money to, I don't need to have any other name from them than customer and the person giving my coffee. Mm -hmm. Fuck Starbucks. Yeah. Hold on. (laughs) Well done. Go ahead. You were going to say something. Yeah. uh, Coffee Monkey. I think that's a good title. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Next reason. Okay. The discotheque or the 1969 Greenwich Village scene, okay? (laughs) Of course, you you can't walk into any Starbucks without being subjected to the most hipsterish music like ever. Ever. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're so trendy, Starbucks, to be playing Bob Dylan, right? Or the latest remix of DJ whatever the fuck one name DJ moniker is of the moment, right? It's a... (laughs) Right? Here's my thing, though. The music sucks ass. I like Dylan, but outside of that, (laughs) sucks. It makes my blood boil to have to listen to it, and that you're forcing this crap on me. Another reason Dunks over Starbucks is when I go to Dunks, I'm not subjugated to whatever the soul-patched barista behind the counter is freaking currently into. Right. Right? 
It's no. As a matter of fact, no tunes. No tunes at no all. No tunes and donkeys. No yeah. tunes. Well, what do we need it for? We right? need a coffee. Yep. You know what it is? It's just the sweet, sweet sounds of angry people in line <laughs> waiting for their goddamn cup of coffee. <laughs> this is what I call ambiance. Yeah. Right? I, th- I, th- uh, I think Nora Jones is... Uh, I got to give you a point for that. Okay. Yeah. I think... Nora Jones is a, an employee of Starbucks at this point. Right, you know? exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know? Right, yeah, right. And and they sell the CDs. I mean, they only sell like two or three different... I was different just going to say like, that. Like, Take your Starbucks tunes yeah. and shove them up your ass again. It's getting crowded in there. <laughs> well done. Yes, Nora Jones. <laughs> Snora Jones. <laughs> right. yeah. Perfect, yeah. perfect. All right, the next one is get your coffee and move on in. Move on in, everybody. Mm. I'm not sure when this whole trend started, but apparently the cool thing to do now is to move your ass into Starbucks. Right. Right? I see it every time I'm there. There's always two to three people full on living there. <laughs> living there. Right. They have their laptops out, their feet up. They brought their favorite blankie from home in case it gets quiet, you know, cold or chilly. They always have their headphones on because, you know, they can't, you know, even then they can't stand the ironic, you know, remix, the mix, you know, mix MC Cafe 2, whatever it is yep. that they're playing. But it's like some. Is this the cool scene to like live in Starbucks? I don't. I, I don't understand. I fell into this trap a couple times before we had these palatial, palatial studios at pod six one seven dot com in Westwood. Pardon the plug, but you know it's for it, it is helpful. I'll admit for if you need Wi Fi, you need some place to go. But I knew I had made a misstep when I went up to get a refill on my coffee, and she said, "Oh, that's seventy nine cents," and I said. Oh wow! What I was ready to pay the you know uh, three seventy nine or whatever uh-huh. it is. <laughs> Try ten seventy nine. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> I knew you were going to get to that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. pardon if I stepped on that, but but when I learned that there was a refill price, she said, "Well, you've been here continuously for a couple hours, and so you didn't." Leave. She was trying to tell me I fell within the rules because they wouldn't they wouldn't give you the refill if you came back later that afternoon. But since I had just been sitting there for two, and then I realized I've been sitting in Starbucks for three hours, and I've become one of those people. <laughs> And uh, I got my refill and I left. <laughs> yeah, good yeah. for you. See, yeah. that's sense seeping in. Yeah. You know, P.S. on this, by the way, these people who live there also yeah. love to have their phone conversations for everyone to hear. Oh, like, God, yeah. You know, we get it, bro. You're important, okay? <laughs> you're selling stocks. You're firing people. Whatever you're doing, keep that shit to yourself. Yeah, what is that thing? People in general need to modulate the volume coming out of their phone. I see people now, I was on a plane and we had landed. So, of course, everybody whips out their phone like... Pavlov's dogs and just <laughs> right. and starts yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything's dinging and buzzing. One dude starts watching a video at full volume on his phone and his phone could crank and I'm like I'm looking at him like dude you know you can turn that down right or better yet put headphones on or better yet turn the fucking thing off right and so yeah at Starbucks people will you'll hear them you'll yeah. hear them loud and clear yeah and I hate those people I truly do <laughs> okay the next is coffee with a conscience. <laughs> What I'm about to say will sure get me in PC hot water, but fuck it. I don't care what farm-produced coffee, nor do I care about the cause du jour you're peddling this week to me, Mm. about asking me for more money. No, I don't want to donate to monkey awareness in Nepal. I don't. (laughs) Right? Okay? I'm not a cold-hearted bastard. Okay, maybe I am. But when I give it, I do it on my terms, not on yours. I just want my fucking coffee. Right? Right? Would you like to donate seventy two cents to save the seals, Ed? Because no. you ordered a no. unicorn frappuccino. No, as a matter of fact, give me a seal steak sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Can I interest you in a double egg white, low fat, gluten free right, exactly. muffin sandwich? Jesus Christ. 
Whatever happened to good old fashioned coffee shops? I know. You know? Yeah. It, you know what? They are kind of dying out um, because I, I don't know. Is there? A, do you have a favorite diner near where you live? Uh, not really. We don't have yeah. any good ones near me. But yes, I love diners. Yeah, diners. Sure. Are, yeah. I feel like there's there's like a ten percent of the diners there used to be. And I, like you, I love, give me a, like a nice cup of coffee that'll be refilled by Trixie, my waitress, every now and again. <laughs> Who just smoke 10 cigarettes <laughs> out back. Like, yeah. Yes. What can I get you, honey? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, there's something, there's, there's a charm to that, and there's not a charm to the barista warming up a, a you know, a bagel for you. Right. It's, yeah, it's, uh, right. it's exactly. a shame. Exactly. Exactly. With the soul patch, too. They always have the soul <laughs> patch. All right. Next is, all I wanted was a donut. Now, look. I'm obviously, if you've seen me, not the most health-conscious, quote-unquote, person. But call me crazy, though. When I go to a coffee shop, I want coffee shop-associated foods with said coffee. Right. So Dunks is simple. Donuts, maybe some bagels or bagel sandwiches. You know, pretty standard. Starbucks, dear fucking God. First, there's the freaking wellness se- wellness section yeah. of a menu in a coffee shop. If I want wellness, I'll go freaking eat a carrot stick. <laughs> all right? They have their bistro boxes. This is real. Bistro uh, boxes. Yeah. Well, they, no, they have carrot sticks, but you need to get it in a box with also a hard-boiled egg and <laughs> right. some kind of <laughs> right. cheese right. and some yeah. nondescript cracker. Right, right. exactly. Yeah. Damn these fucking pretentious bastards. I'm so happy you have your protein boxes, and no doubt you really you have to sell them or else you wouldn't be. But for me, the last place I'm getting my protein is a fucking coffee shop. Yes. I'm sorry, right? Yes, I know they're pastries. You're going to say, hey, they have delicious danishes and all that stuff. But even those have important fancy names. No Boston cream donut to be found. Can we interest you in a mini vanilla scone, Mr. Right, Nathanson? exactly. No, you can't. Oh. Right? Shame. 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 Ooh, very good Game of Thrones plug. That's on the doorstep. Yes, it is. Yeah, another point for it. Yes, well all done. right. My next reason why I fucking hate Starbucks so very, very much. Will you be mortgaging your home or donating blood today? Let's get right to the chase. Starbucks coffee is ridiculously, ridiculously overpriced. I'm the first person to appreciate great marketing. Truly, that's what I do for a living. And they do have great marketing. But no coffee on this earth is worth what they charge. No coffee. Even their freaking unicorn blood coffee or whatever the latest BS fad drink they put out there is going. You know, it's just, it's ridiculous how much it costs. Yep. On principle alone, I don't go to Starbucks. You can, you can... If you just get a, a whatever small, what the fuck is small? Uh, grande, <laughs> yeah, please, uh, the, the language. Yes. Venti, no, venti's big. I don't know. Um, Paquito. Tall. <laughs> that's the Paquito. Yeah. You know what it is? It's tall. That's just hitting me. That that should have made your list. The small oh, coffee is called tall. That? Right. Yeah. It's called tall. Right, no, that's the opposite um, of small. Yeah, they're yes. just fucking with us. And and the thing is, they. I feel like you have to search to find where the price is just for the regular coffee. Because they've hypnotized everyone into getting the most fancy drink you can get. So everyone is getting... I feel like I'm the only one that goes up and gets regular coffee. But you get the macchiato, the the shaky rama, whatever the fuck. I don't know. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And, and they, those are all like $4. Like you're yes. paying $4 for a hot right. beverage. It's yep. crazy. Right. I, it I, reminds I, me of the line from uh, Risky Business when uh, Joel goes with his friend. Miles to the fancy place to Booger. B- goes with, right. It's <laughs> yeah. like the great Curtis Armstrong, uh-huh. yeah. and they're sitting there, sort of out of their element as high school uh, kids, sitting at a, a fancy hotel cafe. And um, Miles looks to 
Tom Cruise and says, great idea, Joel. Where else can you pay $4 for a hot chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> they saw Starbucks in the future. Yeah. Oh, my. It's just ridiculous. But this whole leads me to, do I get a bell for that one? Yes? No? Oh, yeah. All That's, right. Right on. Yeah. All right. Then, which leads me to this fucking unicorn blood drink, whatever this <laughs> crap is. Even my wife and daughter, I love them to death, got cut up in this marketing crap and had to have one of these things. Yeah. And of course, put it on Instagram and yep. show them the world that we've got this unicorn blood, you know, whatever shit it is. Let me be perfectly clear. No drink that A, doesn't include alcohol, <laughs> B, has unicorn in the name, or C, is not engulfed in flames like the Flaming Mo. D, does not have smoke coming off of it, or E, isn't served to me in gold cups with silver straws. Or B, or sorry, F again, doesn't have alcohol in it, alcohol in it again, isn't worth any of this tomfoolery. If you, in case you want chapter and verse, said, if you go to the Starbucks website for the official name of the drink that you're referring yes. to in the description, would you like to hear it? Yes, I would. It's the Unicorn Frappuccino Blended Cream, C-R, accent ague over the E, Unicorn Frappuccino Blended Creme. Here for a few days only, the flavor changing, color changing. Totally not made up. Unicorn Frappuccino. Magical flavors start off sweet and fruity, transforming to pleasantly sour. Swirl it <laughs> to reveal a color-changing <laughs> spectacle of purple and pink. It's finished with whipped cream, sprinkled pink, and blue fairy powders. Yes. In other words, That's a bunch of words, buy the shit. <laughs> Okay. Right. That, you got to now. You got to admit, being in marketing, that's a brilliant. It was genius. Brilliant. Every, everybody needed to have one. Brilliant. Yeah. I, I, I apparently, just, it wasn't. I didn't have one, but apparently, it tasted like shit. Apparently, it wasn't very uh, good. My daughter it tastes like medicine. It. Right. Oh, did she like yeah, it? She, well, she's, okay. she's a, you know an eleven year old. Yeah. You know, like, anything tastes good then. You know, I read that people were waiting an hour long lines, hour long lines to insane. get this yeah. for a drink. It's insane. What the serious fuck? <laughs> Seriously. All right. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and my last reason why, and there, I could go on and on, but my last real co coherent reason. Here we go. Is it tastes like burning. <laughs> or in the uh, words of Ralph Wiggum from The Simpsons. They taste like burning. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You can feel the pain in his yes, voice. Yes, and said, it does. Let's not forget the single most impact, important factor in this whole discussion is the taste. Mm -hmm. And their coffee's fucking awful. <laughs> uh, okay, so I wouldn't go so far as to say awful. It's not bad. I'm actually drinking it now, the Keurig version of it. Um, but it's, it's not... When, you, when your palate has been conditioned to Dunkin' Donuts, it's unnecessary is what I would call it. It tastes burnt. It does taste burnt. It tastes burnt. Yeah. It's like they said, hmm, let's take this coffee and burn it 10 times, add three shots of espresso, and then mix it up with more burning. Mm -hmm. Right? There it is. And also, strong is an understatement. You know, call me what you will, but I like my coffee to taste like coffee. Not something on gamma rays and steroids. <laughs> you know, I, I want coffee. Yeah. You know, even your most ardent Starbucks fans out there, I say this. If I were to give you truth serum, I firmly believe you'd, you'd agree with me. Mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. And put away the pretentious, whatever it makes you feel that you got your little cup with the logo on it and all that crap. If I had a truth serum with you, you tell me it tastes like shit. I know you would. <laughs> I know you would. Let, better yet, let's do the Pepsi challenge. I'll put a Dunks iced coffee against the Starbucks iced in barrels of organic bean macchiato venti extract, and we'll see who wins. Right? Uh, picture you tying people up and <laughs> in, injecting them with the truth serum, right. like when Arnold gets right. injected yes. in True Lies. Right. Yeah. I tell you what. You do that. They would. I'm gonna close with this. Sometimes simple is better. Mm. Simple is sometimes better. Okay.
dunks all day. Fuck you, Starbucks. Yes. Yes. Say my name. <laughs> Chant my name. <laughs> well done, my friend. Well done. And there you have it. Another version of Ed's getting upset.